0: Well, we are starting a new series this week titled Relationships. Now, I am excited about this, okay? This is my final service I'm gonna preach, so I'm gonna give you everything I got. You guys ready for this? Yeah. So I'm going to give you everything that I have left. We're starting this new series, and as Pastor Dave already mentioned, there's going to be something for everyone. So again, if you find yourself in this place and you say, "You know what? Well, I'm not single anymore," believe me, there's still some principles and some things that you're going to be able to take away from this. Now, before we go any further, I want to lead and I want to set some ground rules, some house rules, if you will. Right? This is this is this is a campus I get to steward, so you're going to follow me on this. So number one, here's what I want us to do: I want us to have fun today. Anyone ready to have some fun? Real quick, come on, yeah say fun real quick come on you can do better than that this side of the room say fun again there we go we want to have some fun i believe that it is a joy to serve jesus christ i believe that uh, to serve jesus does not mean we have to be boring does not mean that we get that we have to be still but there is something amazing and life-giving about serving jesus christ and so today i want us to have fun with this message number two Second house rule. You ready for this? Uh, this, again, married people in this room. There are going to be some things today that I'm going to teach. But again, you got to understand that I'm primarily talking to single people and people who are dating. So when I say you got to go break up with that other person, I'm not saying you got to go leave your spouse. Okay? So don't do that. That will not be a good thing. Uh, I will have my hands full if that begins to happen. And, uh, but again, next week will be your week. But again, I, I really believe that whether you're married or not, uh, there will be some principles that you're going to be able to take from this. I heard a pastor once say, Hey, uh, if you, uh, even if you made the decision to be with this person before you came to Jesus, here's what this pastor said. If you made a vow, it's God's will now. Okay? So that is the truth. That is the truth. So again, don't give up on your marriages. Uh, number, number three, uh, singles. I'm going to set some, some, quick, some quick things straight real quick. Single people, let me tell you, it is not a sin. You are not broken, and there is not something that, that is wrong with you if you are a single person in this room. I think sometimes if we're not careful, we allow the world so much to dictate and to formulate how we need to be, that unless you have a significant other, you are not full. Let me tell you what, that is a lie. That is an absolute lie. Some of the greatest people that I've read about in the Bible were people that were never married. I mean, think about, it. the Apostle Paul didn't, uh, as far as we know, did not have a significant other. And yet he was one of the greatest apostles, wrote half of the New Testament and did some of the greatest things. And I don't know if he would have been able to do all the things that he did had he been married, or had he had a significant other. And so again, uh, please do not fall in the lie that, th- that you are broken, that you are lacking, that you are needing, and that you lack identity, because that is the absolute lie. The fourth thing is, again, the focus is single and dating people. And today our focus is not going to be so much, follow me here, it's not going to be so much on trying to find the right person, but it's becoming the right person. Come on, who's with me, right? I mean, that is the truth. Think about this, right? Because if, if, if we allow to go with the way of the world, and the world tells us, go and fight in the right person, that means when that person fails you, you can blame that person. But when you are, become, when you are finding ways and you are formulating things and you are cutting out things, you are pruning things in your life, when, when something bad happens, all of a sudden the, the attention bits gets brought back on you. Like, what things do I need to do? What areas do I need to have ownership in so that I can help make things right? So again, the 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 thing is not trying to find the right person; it's becoming the right person. So, if you are single in this place, thank you for being out here. Any single people in the room, real quick? Come on, there's nothing wrong. Yeah, come on. Yeah, thank you for coming out. That would have been really weird if there was no single people in this room. But thank you for coming out. But honestly, I I think there's something significant. If you are a youth student, this is for you. If you are a parent and maybe you're married, this is great principles that you can learn, take notes from, that you can teach your kids someday as well. If you are older and more mature and you've already been through all these and the talks, guess what, just give me a lot of amens and just shout me down a little bit and encourage me. But today we're gonna get right into it. And our focus, our our passage today that we're gonna focus on is John chapter 15. And this is Jesus speaking here. And Jesus is the one saying, these things. And he says this, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that I'll be even more fruitful. You're already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. So it says, remain in me as I also remain in you. So no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I think Jesus is calling us back. Jesus is calling and say, Hey, let me be your source. Let me be the vine and let me be the one that helps you in being able to remove some things out of your life and to be able to add some things in your life. Because how many of us know there's something significant about starting and stopping things? Am I right? Like, who's excited that it's almost summer, right? Like, I saw it was last week, you know what I'm saying? Like, swimsuit season's coming up, all that stuff. Like, let's just be real. And this is a time of year we all get really self-conscious. We start looking in the mirror and be like, man, I really need to, need to lose some, uh, some LBs right now. You know, I need to lose some pounds. You know what I'm saying? Because at some point, I'm going to be around the water. I'm going to be around the lake. And I don't want to be that one guy that's still wearing his shirt in the pool. You know what I'm saying? Or, or on the lake. Don't be that guy. But uh, anyhow, there's going to be that time where, where that happens. But again, if, if I want to get fit, if I want to start to get fit, what do I need to do? I need to start working out, but I also need to stop eating at Taco Bell. Now who's with me, right now? If Pastor Dave was in here in the moment, he'd say, absolutely not. I'm not stopping eating at Taco Bell. Another one, let me give another example. If I, let's just say, I want to add vacation into my life. I want to add a vacation. I'm working so hard I'm doing a lot of things. I need to be able to breathe and have some room to be able to rest. If I'm going to add a vacation, I probably need to stop going out every single weekend. And spending money where I don't need to spend. And I can then designate some of that stuff. So there's something significant about starting and stopping things. And so here's the thing, too, is we don't oftentimes get to choose these seasons, like if God, if God is our God and if Jesus is our Lord and Savior, there are moments where hey, it says Jesus, hey, guess what? You don't get to pick this season right now. But I know there are things in your life right now that I need to remove. And if you allow me to remove those things, I will get. I will allow that to give way so that you can give life to new things, so that you can be made whole and complete, so that you don't have to rely on someone else thinking that you have to be whole in order, to, that you have to be whole by having someone else. And so I think there's just a lot of things to be said. And, and again, the Bible also talks about Ecclesiastes. I won't read it, but you'll get the point uh, if you read it. It's in Ecclesiastes chapter three where uh, the, the writer says that there's a season for stopping and stopping. There's a season for this and there's a season for that. It's a longer passage, but there's something significant of saying that we we operate in seasons. Like there are moments where Jesus says, you know what? There are things I wanna remove from you. There are things that I'm gonna bring on your, onto your hands or into your life or onto, uh, uh, upon you that you're not gonna be able to get to choose. But in this moment, I'm going to do something new so that I can be glorified and I can make you whole so that you're never made lacking and start thinking that maybe there's something wrong with me. No, I will make you whole. I will make you complete. See, in most moments, like I told you, we don't get to choose it. The whole pruning process is a really interesting process. Last year, a couple of years ago, I had a chance to go to Barcelona, Spain. And uh, one of our projects was to, uh, to help out in this retreat center and really kind of prune these, these beautiful uh, sycamore trees. But they were getting big. They were getting a little bit out of control. And, uh, and, the, and the guy says, hey, I need you to cut it down. I'm like, what do you mean? So how do you mean you cut it down? It's like, I want you to cut everything that is grain off. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm going to kill this thing. So you're not going to kill this thing, but this tree needs it in order for it to to be what it needs to be. I said, okay. And it was, I mean, you should have seen it. It was like a messy process. I mean, there was branches everywhere. My wife, Tasha was there. She was helping out with this. It was just everything. Or because here's the thing as well is that the pruning process is a messy process. And and sometimes there's going to be seasons that if you want to, uh, if you're not pruned in life, you will not produce in life. Not only that, but short-term pain also leads to, uh, to a long-term gain. And so you gotta, we got to be able to understand that there is something significant in saying, God, you can remove things in my life, but you could also start things in my life that are good and abundant and clear and worthy and, and, and just. And so again, the tension is today is on singles and dating people. Now, I want to show you just one picture really quick. The first one is about me when I first starting, started uh, dating Tasha. Is there a picture up there? Which one is this one? So this is our first picture when we started dating. Yeah, come on. Uh, so I think that was our first picture we took. We actually, uh, we were in college, and uh, we skipped classes to just go hang out. Don't recommend that. But anyhow, that's what I did. Uh, we got another picture. Uh, that is me. Just the sigh of relief, like, I did it. I did it. Also, I didn't become another statistic where I fainted at the altar because I, I thought I was really close. And so I think I got a final one really quick. Uh, just another one. But there's, hey, how, how many you like those shorts real quick? <laughs> again, I want to have some fun with this. But that is me right there. I don't know if that's a secure person or an insecure people, person, but uh, I was retro night intramural basketball. We won that year, by the way. Uh, but uh, that was a fun time. But anyhow, uh, again, the next thing I'm about to say is very true. Single and dating people. Whoever you're marrying in life can either become your greatest asset or your greatest liability. Wow. Now, when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, not a kid, but a teenager, I was 18 years old. I had just graduated high school and I thought I had it all figured out, right? Like I'm the oldest, like I, I can sound articulate. I can be very reasonable. And so I went to my parents. I was dating a girl at the time and I'll say, hey, mom and dad, I think I want to marry her. Like, wait, what? Now, here's the thing. If you are Hispanic, let me tell you what, you are never your own person. It doesn't matter how old you are. Like, if mom and dad says something, like, that is what goes. And, uh, and so mom and, my mom and dad are like, are you crazy? Like, I'm like, what do you mean? I was like, mom, dad, I'm 18. He's like, no, I don't care how old you are. No, you can't do this. You got, you got to stop this right now. Now, here's the, re- the reality is this. Had, had my parents, let's just say, had they agreed, I don't know that I would have become the person that I am today. Uh, it doesn't mean that God couldn't intervene at some point. Absolutely, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is, is, is that it maybe would have set me up maybe for some, for some failures of, or some delays in my life. But I'm so glad that my parents stepped in in that situation. So young people, single people, older people who are single, I'm like, hey, ultimately, like, mom and dad, they were right. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the, sometimes it's hard to hear that, but there was something true about that. And, and so that could have become my greatest liability, now, fast forward, I went through a season of pruning, a season of growth, and ultimately it led me to my wife, Tasha, and, and let me tell you that, she's become my greatest asset. Because of the things that we, she does and the areas and the way that she leads not only our home, but our lives and our marriage, is, it's become such a, a gift to me, where I've, it's opened me up to become and live in my, the calling that God has, has for me. So there is something significant of not getting ahead of yourself, and there's something significant about things needed to be cut out of your life, about things needed to be uh, broken down, things that need to be removed. And so today I'm gonna teach you about three things that you need to break up with. All right, single people, dating people, you're gonna break up with three things. The first thing you're gonna break up with is fairy tales. Who loves a good story? Who loves a good story, a good like Disney movie, like Beauty and the Beast, Sleeping Beauty, all that stuff? Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, here's the thing. I want to read to you out of Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. It says this, uh, see to to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. Now, here's the interesting thing about this. It says, do not fall victim to these things because the world is always going to have a definition of how you, do, you should do things. But unless the world is rooted on the word of God, which ultimately it's not always, that is going to lead us astray. And so we got to be very careful of what are the things that we allow to, to come in our lives because here's the reality is the things that we surround ourselves with is the things that we become. Yeah. It's called learned behavior. And if we start learning for the wrong resources or the wrong sources or the wrong people, we will find ourselves becoming the right, the wrong people. And ultimately, our plan is not necessarily to find the right person, but it's to become the right person. And how do we do that? By allowing things to be broken up in our lives, to be cut down, to be broken up. So today we're breaking up with, 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 uh, with, with, with fairy tales. Okay. Uh, anyone, anyone notebook fans in here? Okay, we got a few people, like, oh my gosh, like, I love an epic, like, it's so good. Like, Noah Calhoun, he's like the best. Like, why can't you be more like Noah? Like, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) Noah Calhoun is not gonna come through that door. And he's probably not going to be uh, building your house of dreams. Now, what I'm saying is sometimes we, 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 we get so fixated on this, this fairy tale that we lose mind that all of a sudden that our person or our significant other, the person that we end up dating or whatever, cannot make any, a, a, any, any mistakes. And so we start elevating this person to this person who they're, they're not ever meant to be. They're meant to be like Jesus. But we start elevating that all of a sudden we live in one extreme. And if we're not on this extreme, all of a sudden we find ourselves on the other side. Well, I, I don't deserve those things. I'm not good enough those things. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not secure enough. I'm not this or these things. And then we start resorting and saying, you know what? I'm just going to settle. And I'm not going to allow God to, bring, to, to help me become the person that I need to be. So I'm just going to be this. But the reality is, is the, the, the mark is somewhere in the middle. The mark is saying don't settle. That, that is true. But also don't ever hold to someone to an esteem of someone who is fictional when that is not reality. Fiction will get us in trouble, but reality and, and our dependence on Jesus will get us to where we need to be. So the, either I accept, so again, so we bounce from one, so either I accept being broken or we pretend we are perfect. Now, there's another thing. Everyone heard the, the phrase happily ever after, right? Yes. And They lived happily ever after. Well, let me tell you this. That is not a destination. <laughs> yeah. That is not a destination, okay? Uh, happily ever after is an absolute journey, now, everyone, all the married people in the room said amen, right? Amen. Like, amen. Like, that is, it is a journey. And one of the things is, uh, uh, Thomas and Lee, I, I, I officiated your wedding a few months ago, and, and you know I said this. I said this. Um, uh, one of the greatest things that you can do is to remember this, and I said this, is like when you marry someone, it is not the finish line. It is the starting point. Because oftentimes we get into a thing, well, I will pursue this person until they absolutely say yes. And then once they say yes, I let up. Now, let me tell you, men and women, don't be that person. Do not let up. It is not a destination. It is a journey that we commit to. It is like the sanctification process. It is saying yes to Jesus, saying, God, I know that through life you will continue to remove and add things. And I'm going to commit to this pruning process so I can ultimately become the person you called me to be so I can live out the calling that you have for me. Amen? And so that's what we resort to. So again, the last thing I will say in, along the fairy tales is sometimes we rely so much on trying to find a person that needs to be saved, right? Cause that's what fairy tales tell us, right? Like the damsel in distress, you know, that we need a, we need to turn his heart or whatever it is. And so we rely so much on a person who needs to be saved when all of a sudden God is not calling us to be, to find that because here's the thing. Here's another thing that I will leave you with. Do not look for potential, look for patterns. Right, because potential potential will make a, will make room for excuses. Now here's the deal: uh, if we allow potential to, to be the thing, well, Pastor Zeus, like you don't understand. Like she's amazing, she's beautiful. Like she's, she's got it all. I'm like, yeah, but she also has a spending problem. And if you don't address that spending problem, her debts are going to become your debts. Oh, okay, all right, all right. But well, what what about the other way? girls. Well, he's got a lot of potential. He's a good guy. Just give him a chance. I'm like, yeah, but he also has a porn addiction. And if you don't settle that porn addiction, that, that problem is going to become your problem. And you're going to be in a situation where all of a sudden you're never feeling like you're enough. So the point is not to lean on someone uh, that has potential to lean. The point is to go and find people who are already standing on their own two feet, who are trustworthy, who are true, who are, who have, who is a man and a, a woman of conviction to say, Hey, you know what? I'm living for Jesus. And that's what we need again. So don't look for the projects. Don't look for the potential. Look for the people who are already there, who are already trustworthy, determined, and honest. The other thing I'm going to ask you to break up with today is you got to break up with your feelings, okay? You got to break up with your feelings. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 26. Uh, uh, chapter 28, verse 26. Says, he who trusts in his own heart is a fool, but whoever walks wisely will be delivered. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that you can't go in your heart, but unless your heart is rooted in Jesus, you are gonna be deceived. Now, I love pop culture, I really do. Like uh, anywhere, like start, like Avengers and all that stuff, like I love going to go see that and uh, I won't give you anything today, I won't spoil it for you if you haven't seen it, but like I like pop culture, you know, and I try to keep up. I think if I wanna stay relevant, have good illustrations, like I don't know what's going on, right? But how many of us know that sometimes pop culture and the world ultimately can lead us astray, right, amen? And I don't know, like when I was a kid, I was a little bit more influenced by these things when I was younger, when I was a teenager. And uh, anyone remember those Tiger Beat magazines? Like Tiger Beat, it was like all like the teeny Bopper, like magazines that had like the Jonas Brothers, Insane, Backstreet Boys, like, you know, you would cover your room and all these posters. And uh, like, I love those things. But another thing that I loved more than that was R&B music. Any R&B music fans in this place? Come on, maybe a few of us. (laughs) I love R&B. Rhythm and blues. I mean, I, that's the language of love. I want to I wanna take you back really quick to just the language of love real quick. And uh, if, if anyone wants to know, uh, anyone, uh, anyone a fan of Brian McKnight? Let's listen to a little Brian McKnight real quick. Come on. Let's take it back. two more for you two more two more two more anyone mariah carey fans not like recent mariah carey but like late 90s mariah carey all right okay dj you're excited for this all right let's hit it let's go to this next one. Oh, hey here we go come on everyone don't be shy man Yeah, come on. All right. I'm a, got, I have one more for you. The Godfathers of R&B. They're a one-hit wonder, but let's hit it. KC and JoJo. Come on. Lover, you, you. Yes. Come on. Oh. Yes. You are my only one, my. It's for you, Tasha. (laughs) I pray for someone like you. See, it's biblical. Yes. 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 Hey, let's give it up for them. Come on. Man. I, I think we saved some marriages today. And some other people are like, man, I need to rush to get married now. Like, Man, that is R&B, that is true R&B right there. Now, here's the thing. I play that because I I do like R&B music and it's an incredible music. But one thing I do want us to be very careful of is how we respond to popular culture and how we respond to the trends of this world. Because here, let me tell you this. uh, Pop culture, what it does, it's got the wrong definition of love. What it does, it reduces love down to feelings. And feelings reduces it even down even further to trends because that's what the society in the world that we live in today right now is through social media. It's expedited this idea that everything has got to be a trend. And unless it's trendy, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm not going to do it. If it's not trendy, I'm not going to do it. But that's the one thing I believe that as single men and women in this place, we need to be very careful what that looks like in our lives. And we need to be able to break up with those feelings because let me tell you this, love is not a feeling. Love is an absolute action. When, when, when the Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave, that Jesus loved us so much that he gave his life, and so that's what it means. It's to, to love someone is to lay down your life for someone else. To love someone is to cover a multitude of sins. And so you got to understand that love is not reduced down to feelings. Love is reduced to the definition that Jesus painted for us. And unless we're rooting in the things of, the things of Jesus, we're always going to find ourselves lacking in the areas or maybe lacking with the person because we settled. And so again, don't ever get in the situation. I love that the Holy Spirit is also a helper for us. Like, I'm thankful to the Holy Spirit was not just reserved for the book of Acts, but the Holy Spirit is still working and alive. And one of the things that the Bible makes it very clear, it talks about the fruits of the Spirit. How many of you know the fruits of the Spirit? Some of you, like those of you who grew up in, in Bible or uh, in Sunday school, you probably know it. But for anyone else, I'll tell you. It's the fruits of the Spirit. You can find them in Galatians chapter 5, but it says, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now, the one that really stands out to me for, for this message is self-control. Because sometimes, let me tell you this, our feelings let us down. Let's, let's think about something a little lighthearted. If you want, uh, men and women, if you want to clean the garage, you can, get ex- you, you can want and have the desire to clean the garage, but if your feeling's against it, sometimes we won't. And that's the problem with feelings. is like sometimes we have a desire to do something, but our feelings says otherwise. And, so you, and then sometimes we find ourselves just giving way to those, and then, and then we, we're, never, that one step, we're never a step closer to becoming who God has called us to be. You know, there's something about self-control as well. When you say no to a person, uh, that, opens you up to, that opens up your yes to another. What do I mean by that? So don't find yourself lacking. Don't find yourself in a place where you are settling, but always give yourself a, hey, if I don't have to settle for, for, for Joe Schmoer here or Jane Schmo, because I know that maybe God has something else for me. But listen, always look for, for, for convictions. Look for, for a person who loves Jesus because if they love Jesus and they're true about it and they've shown a consistent pattern of this, you will find yourself in a much better place. Now, I'm not saying it's gonna be perfect. That's not, that's so far from the truth. But what I am saying is you're gonna find a person who at least is willing to work at it and who will do everything that they gotta to do to get into a place that they need to be to continue to be the right person, amen? And so that's what you need to do. So if you, uh, if you grow your gnome, God will bless you, yes, so do your part. Another thing also I wanna do is, uh, I wanna talk about um, like how to approach a person, right? Like any girls in the room, like sometimes like, guys, you, got, you could do a little bit better, right, amen? Like think about this, like, like here, I'm just gonna give you some things not to do, okay? Guys, don't be creepy. Right? Like seriously, don't be the person that's like, face Facebook stalking. Don't be the person who is like, if that person that you like is in the worship service, all you're doing is this. Just kind of like, you think she saw me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here I am. Don't be that person. Also, number two, don't don't feel like you got to be too cool sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes, like, all right, I'm just gonna stand right here. I'm just gonna put out the vibes, and maybe she'll she'll pay attention. No, don't do that. Don't be that person. The other one also, don't be too heavy. In other words, don't be over spiritual right? Like, Hey, 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 like I pastor said this one time. He's like, Hey, you know, I was, I was praying and God put my, uh, put put you on my heart girl. And I think we need to be together. And that girl's like, Whoa, wait a second. Like I'm not ready for that. God did not speak that to me. I don't think we're going there yet. So don't be heavy. Don't be shady. Don't be sloppy again. Just do something, have courage. I think women respond to courage. And again, even if she shoots you down, at least you gave it a try, right? So don't do that. So again, going back, we got to break up with our, uh, with, with our fairy tales. We got to break up with our feelings. And the last point I'm going to make is we got to break up with our failures. Amen. We got to break up with our failures. Because oftentimes, this is where we get hung up. It is not trying to hold someone to this high esteem. It is not trying to pay attention to our feelings. But it's really going back to the whole point of, where do I deserve this? And oftentimes our failures will get us to a place where we feel like we don't deserve more because people have failed us, because we find ourselves lacking and that's what begins to happen. See, these relationships, are, our failures are often at times attached to our relationships. If we had a father who let us down and who was not honest, that breaks us down. That makes us feel like a failure. If we had a mom who was never there as well, that breaks us down. If we had a boyfriend who promised us the whole world and last minute he walked out, that lets us down. That makes us feel like failures. If we had a a wife and that wife left us high and dry, that makes us feel like failures. And so no matter what happens, these these failed relationships, they make us feel like failures. And failures hold us back from stepping into the future and the relationships that God has for us. But let me tell you this. This is the example that I come back to every single time. Will there be risk and hope and all those things that you have to go through again? Absolutely. But you got to believe. And I lean to the story of Jesus Christ. You gotta believe that when God said, the Father said to Jesus, hey, I'm sending you, Jesus knew he was gonna be rejected. Jesus knew that there were gonna be some people who were gonna push him away. But what he did, he did it for the people who would say yes. There was a hope, there was a belief, and there was definitely a risk. But ultimately, that risk brought us everlasting life. Now, I'm not saying your significant other's gonna bring you everlasting life. But what I am saying is, is when you get yourself in a position, when you say goodbye and you break up with your failures, you get into a position where all of a sudden you begin to receive more from Jesus. When Jesus, when you allow grace, when you allow hope, when you allow the blood of Jesus to cover you and the things that you've done in the past, it gives you, gets you into a better place. See, maybe others fail, uh, didn't fail you, but you failed others. You know, you carried the shame and the guilt. That's part of my story. And I, I won't share too much, but it, w- part of my story is that I felt like I didn't deserve a lot because I failed a certain person and that person, I, I, I started going through life where I didn't deserve it. And it was one of the reasons why I came to Jesus and why Jesus became my Lord and my savior, because I understood what my source was. And over the next several years, I, I actually resorted not to date, but to become the best version of myself, to become the right person so that when I would date, I would be in a better position. And let me tell you, the next person I dated was the next, per- was a person that I married. Not the next person, but the person I married. <laughs> but let me tell you this, don't carry the guilt. Don't carry the shame. You see, when, oftentimes too is even, how do I say this? There are moments where we rely so much on this guilt and shame that we, we, we put these, these stiff arms in our life. But oftentimes that also comes from maybe past experiences, even sexual experiences that we had, where we just keep people away. You know, the Bible makes it very clear that misguided sexual uh, experiences outside of the design that he had for us is a sin that we create against our own body. But Jesus says, even if you've made that, that even if you've had those situations, I can now give you grace. I can now cover you. I can make you a new creation. I can make you whole. And just because you failed does not mean you're a failure. And just because you weren't someone's first does not mean you can't be someone's last. And so recommit to sexual purity. Recommit to this thing. Think about it like a post-it note. Like sometimes with a post-it note, if you uh, continue to rip it off and do this, it just becomes less sticky. And so don't get in a position where you all of a sudden lose some of that stickiness in your life. Like protect that. Guard your heart. Guard your spirit. Guard your mind. Guard your soul. Because if you don't, it'll find you in a place where all of a sudden your failures will begin to hold you back. So as we end right now, we think of the go back of this pruning season. We think of all that Jesus has for us. And not that he's a, a God of restrictions, but he's a God of freedom. In other words, what he says, hey, look, all this I've given to you, but just stay within these parameters. If you stay within these parameters, I can bless that. You need to stop stepping out of those. You need to start stepping in what I have for you. And as you rely more closely to becoming who you need to be, you will be a better, the best version of yourself so that one day when you meet your significant other, or maybe you don't, But if you do, you're in a better position to be able to accept the fullness that I have for you. Ladies and gentlemen, do not cut corners. I don't think Jesus left that open for us. And so when we come to him, when we come to the Father, when we come to the Son, when we come to the Spirit, we say, Jesus, God, Holy Spirit, prune some of these things in my life. I don't want to make these mistakes again. I don't want to be in love with fairy tales. I don't want to rely to the way that this world would tell me that my feelings need to be. And Jesus, thank you that you've covered my failures. The Bible says we're sin abounds, grace abounds all more. And we thank God that that is there for us. So today I just want you to also another thing is I want you for some people, your problem is not, um, it's not necessarily starting things. It's quitting too early. Some of you need to stop quitting. Some of you need to recognize that you are a son and daughter of the Most High King and that He's given you amazing giftings and you don't need to stop. But maybe you need to start putting yourself in a place where you can be loved again. Jesus covers you. C.S. Lewis says, You cannot go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and you can change the ending. So some of us need to come to an end or we need to come to a start where we can grow in this next season. And the right relationships can help us do that. And the only right relationship that I know that has to begin with, it has to begin through Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone, never compromise that. Don't compromise Jesus. Let Jesus be the center. Jesus will set you free. Jesus will help you become who you need to become. But you gotta let him prune you let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. Lord, I thank you that you are a God who is still working, who is still with us. And God, that there will be seasons in our lives, that there will be moments where you will do the hard things, but the short-term pain will ultimately lead to a, a new gain. And God, in this moment, we resort to knowing you, to following you, and to seeing everything through you, not to become perfect, but just to become more like Jesus. God, ultimately, it's not about finding the right person. It is becoming the right person. And so, Heavenly Father, today, that is our goal. Today, God, I pray a blessing over the single people in this place, the dating people in this place. God, let them know that they are enough and that they can be made whole. Lord, today we elevate you. We give you glory. And, God, we pray a blessing over even just this next week as next week we go into talking about marriages. Lord, you are our Lord. You are a Savior. Speak to us. Convict us. Lead us to places that maybe we have to make a hard decision and that's okay because that that hard decision will open us up to new fruit and a new season. In Jesus' name, amen.